Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode, we're going green. We're trying to go green. We're attempting to talk about what we do to try to be green. And as Kermit the Frog famously says, it ain't easy being green. Join us as we talk about what we do and don't do in our own homes and what tricks and hacks we've learned to make going green easier. Plus, coffee can Pinterest don'ts, Kirsten's lifelong dream to ride in a garbage truck, and what we think is okay to throw out of your car window. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham. And welcome to the home hour, everyone. Today, we're going green on the home hour. Now, we're not trying to dive into what should or should not be going on or what we should be doing to be green, but we all share the same earth and we're trying to do our best to keep it in the best shape possible. And we actually had a listener who wrote in asking about what we were doing to try to be green in our own homes. And Kirsten and I really kind of hashed over that for a while because we're not amazing, but we try. And I bet a lot of you out there listening are probably in similar circumstances. So we're going to get to that in a few minutes. But first, we have a sponsor today on The Home Hour. That's right. We have Kind Snacks sponsoring us once again, the Kind Snack Club. Now, just to catch everyone up to speed, Graham and I were both broadcast journalism majors, and we are very interested in being... um, accurate, shall we say, and we have some hashtag fake news to report because I last week (laughs) said I did not like variety, that I'm sure all the other flavors were great, but I only liked the dark chocolate and sea salt. And I compared the dark chocolate and sea salt to my husband and said that we were high school sweethearts and I like what I like and I will never change my mind. So fast forward a couple days, I'm at Target and I throw some kind snacks in my cart because I'm being distracted by my daughter and I get the wrong flavor and I get almond coconuts and I get home and I am bitter. Which is my favorite, by the way. Okay, so I'm here to report fake news. I don't just love dark chocolate and sea salt. I loved the almond and coconut. It was so good. It was caramel almond and coconut, I think. I just, oh my gosh, you guys, it was amazing. And here's what it got me thinking. One, going to Target, I love Target, so this is not a knock on Target. You should always have a reason to go to Target. But going to Target to buy intentional purchases is a very tricky thing. Solved by the Kind Snack Club, which will monthly deliver the Kind Snacks to your home. And second, variety is good. In snacking, again, we are not... (laughs) Talking about marriage? We're not talking about marriage. The home hour's position is fidelity in marriage, promiscuity and snacking, right? (laughs) Try all the kind bars. Right. Like you've got to get it, you've got to get your like zhuzh out there somewhere. Like snack around, kids. Like, why not? That's the thing. Like, we're so boxed in in this married world. Like, yeah, like have a variety pack. Variety pack. Kirsten Um, convinced me it would be okay to have a glass of Chardonnay during taping. Bad idea. Because Cram thinks it's Friday. It's not. It's Thursday, but she doesn't know. So don't ruin it. But anyhow, getting back to kind snacks, it was really great to try some new flavors. And if you want to try some new flavors, um, they will send you a sample pack for free. How fun is that? You just pay for shipping. And by doing that, you also get to enroll in the kind snack Kind Snack Club. So go to kindsnacks.com forward slash the home hour. Again, that's kindsnacks.com slash the home hour. And you can try your free variety backs. Again, just paying for shipping. And um, there will be all the details about the monthly snack clubs. You also get to try some flavors that they don't have in stores. So if you're feeling very interested in variety like grandma's, then um, you can try that through that. And you also get some discounts and some members only bonuses. Um, you guys know from listening to the show that we talk about kind snacks a lot. We like them. Our kids like them. I was actually at a breakfast this morning and I was sitting next to a girl and there was like a lovely breakfast. We had scones, but she pulled a kind snack out of her purse and she's like, I'm gluten free. So I carry these around with me everywhere. So if you are gluten free, I mean, how fabulous is that to have a, a go to healthy snack and keep in your purse? So anyhow, we are so grateful for Kind Snacks for their sponsorship. Thank you. And for more information, go to kindsnacks.com slash the home hour. All right. Thanks. Shall kind. we move along, Graham? Let's do it. Well, I think we should start with a guest um, email. And I think we're going to read it to you because it's just a really great kind of 
uh, summary of where we're going for the day, and it's from Kristen Tanini. And she said, hi, Home Hour. I'm really enjoying the Home Hour, and my favorite episodes are the ones where you both simply chat and share ideas with each other. Okay, Kristen. Well, here you go. My husband and I are in the process of trying to reduce waste, live less consumable lives, and improve our eco-friendly habits, such as moving toward no paper towels, no Ziplocs, etc. I would love to hear if you two have thought about this and whether you do anything in your homes to try to live more green. Thanks. Well, Kristen, we applaud your thoughtfulness and your attempt. And we just thought today what we do is just kind of talk about what we do um, in our homes. We are certainly not experts in being green, but I think we're just normal homes. Kirsten's a normal house. I'm a normal house. We're moderate. We're very moderate. moderate. This is a moderate guide to going green. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, actually, I would I would put myself below a moderate. Honestly, I'd give myself a C plus, but I'm in a I'm a thoughtful moderate um, and I try to get better and I want to get better. So maybe today we'll have some tips and tricks that everyone else can use to be a little more moderate or just kind of get you thinking about that. Right. And I think there I mean, there are we obviously could have done this show as bring on an expert because there are some amazing resources There's some great bloggers. Um, you know, I mean, just if you go on Pinterest and you follow any one of those pins, it leads you to as you're researching for the show. I mean, so many great people are out there that are really experts on this. But um, Graham and I are not. But I kind of feel like that's where most people are. And, um, you know, it's hard because. Uh, I do see that it's kind of an issue where it could become almost like a moral issue to people um, where you know we all share the earth. But at the same time, you know, we kind of got to respect people where they are. <laughs> and I'm saying that because yeah. I have so far to go on getting better on this. And it's not easy, you know. So we're in a judgment free zone here as far as being green, because anything is better than nothing. Right. But we all know that we could all get better. And, and usually the other fun thing about going green is there are like a lot of pluses personally you know you you end up a lot of times eating healthier or spending less money and i love i love those win wins where um the little effort that you make ends up being beneficial in lots of different areas. So, yeah. And we did some fun experiments that we'll share <laughs> we later did. because we're when we were kind of sketching green. out the show, Kirsten and I thought, well, let's like try some creepy stuff that like isn't necessarily status quo in the world anymore, but it's quote unquote green and see if it creeps anyone out. So we'll be reporting <laughs> on that. But to give okay. you kind of a structural overview for today's show, we've outlined the show into three parts. So we're going to kind of chat about what we do in our kitchen and our food spaces. And that's a biggie. So that's kind of our biggest portion. And then we're going to talk about our homes, kind of the physical space in our homes and construction of our homes. And then finally, we're just going to chat about recycling goals. Right. So that's about it. Okay. So food. Let's start with food because we're moms. We spend a good deal of time in our kitchen. We're we're both pretty much the primary cooks in our homes. So the food uh, obviously goes through all of us. So Graham. We are the cooks in our homes. We are the cooks. Yeah, I'm saying that like. Sorry, I'm going to go. I'm going to segue again. So I was I had the stomach bug earlier this week, which I know you're not supposed to talk about being sick. Um, We actually have some really neat upcoming guests anyway. um, But you're not supposed to talk about being sick on the air. But anyway, I had the stomach bug and my husband was in charge. No joke. My children. When I woke up the next morning because I was so sick for a full day, they said, Daddy forgot to give us dinner. (laughs) Like Stop it. there is no cooking going on in our house when I'm sick, like things just shut down. Um, <laughs> it made me actually feel really important in their life. Like they were really, really happy to like have the house kind of, you know, that feeling when your house is just running nicely, like up and going. Mom's really back. Happy, right. Like the lights are on, the music's playing in the background, like there's food being served. <laughs> People are allowed to eat and bathe. Like nails are being clipped. I think children appreciate that. There's something about just like someone manning the ship, which I have to give him credit. He did a great job. He kept him alive. But it's like, you know, when you wake up the next morning and the house is a tornado, and you're just thinking like, oh, my God, like, did you really feed the cats and leave the can like just open? Like, did you just open the can and put it out for the cats? Like rather than putting it in the bowl. All right, we're segueing. Food. <laughs> Well, I'm glad your children are, your children are still alive um, after you being sick. Um, okay, so back to organic. We know your cats eat organic. Well, what about the rest? Because and then this is also another problem that we had when we were doing this outline. Is I think I'm really confused about green versus just like healthy. You know? Yeah. I think is we this are. that being green to go organic? Is it because there's not pesticides when it's like being produced or 
I, I'm like so uneducated on this front. Right. Like I buy organic when it's being... on sale and when I feel good about it or I'm just feeling in a healthy mood. But like I don't have a strategy for organic shopping and which food should be organic or not. Like I read once that um, ketchup is one of the easiest things to go organic and you should always go organic with like the vegetables that are the, the more thin skin. Sorry, that was hard to say. Um, Like tomatoes, for example. Hence ketchup. You should buy organic. Uh, My kids celery. won't eat organic ketchup, though. They can smell the organic coming. Like They want Heinz straight up. They know well, they Heinz smell makes it organic. Out. Uh, they know. I swear <laughs> they know. They'll dip in that French wine. They'll be like, what'd you put? I mean, they are like super sleuths. <laughs> okay. There's some sort of like crack cocaine they're putting in the real Heinz that <laughs> that's just what they want. I've That's tried, Kirsten. I swear I've tried. I've tried Trader Joe's. I've tried every brand. They won't do it. Okay, so no organic ketchup. But do you have an answer for this question? Because you wrote the question. Do you buy anything organic? I do, yes. Well, I buy, um, I'm trying to think what I buy most organic. Um, well, and we'll get to this in a few minutes, but um, my milk, I have, we're just going to go down to that, but I try to buy my milk organically. I I'm trying to think what else that I buy that's organic. Wait, wait, wait. But here's the thing. You buying milk organic is a big deal because you guys are crazy milk consumers. We are. We drink about six gallons a week. Okay, so here's my truthfully, if I'm really putting it out there, here's what I do for milk. Um, I do the great switcheroonie. So it's very expensive to buy organic milk, especially in the quantities that my family drinks. So I'll like do one gallon organic, the next gallon regular, because it's like half the price. The next, I feel like maybe I'm diluting the chemicals and toxins in my children's body <laughs> if I just like half see it, basically. So they just get a half see. I don't like think every other gallon is organic. I don't, I don't I'm think not that's consistent. that crazy, though. You know, if you can't do every single one organic, then half is it's better than none, right? Right. Well, it's like I when I was breastfeeding, basically, I really didn't do a very good job with that. But I'd because that's the other thing is I think the myth is if you breastfeed your child and you slip in a little bit of formula they're not a breastfed child but the truth is they still are breastfed even if you put in one bottle of formula in a day i'm with you you know what i'm saying oh i don't i have zero judgment i'm the easiest person on people breastfeeding or bottle feeding i have no stance on that like i oh yeah it's no, not a much. stance whatsoever but i'm in the for i'm in the formula camp not like in the camp but i just used it so anyway this is not organic this is not green but it is breastfeeding is actually quite organic I yeah mean. yeah Okay. I was that. Yeah. So I was the opposite. So I like bought formula packages left and right. So that was something. But I don't think my formula was organic. OK, so I actually do buy organic milk, but for a totally different reason. We are not milk drinkers. And so what I have found is that if I it's actually less expensive for me to buy organic because it lasts twice as long. And so um, we if we don't buy organic, it goes bad and I end up throwing away milk. So for me, I get more bang for my buck by buying organic because it is longer shelf life. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So you've inspired me. So what I do by organic is things that have like, if I'm in the, if I'm in the store and spices are on sale, those last a long time. So I'll go higher end on those because, oh, you know, it takes me a long time to use turmeric. So I'll get organic turmeric, right? I'll buy things that have a longer shelf life, but it's just, it's way too expensive to buy everything organic. That's a perishable item. It just is. And also I have to say, like, it just looks grodier in the supermarket. That's terrible, terrible. But well, like, What do you mean it looks grodier? I think it's the opposite. Like I walk by, I walk like by the organic, organic apples section. Look like, blah, like the ones that are all pumped up with all the pesticides look fabulous. They're like <laughs> glowing and ripe and hefty. Oh, see, I have the exact opposite feeling. Like I walk by the organic and I see like the woman with like, you know, who probably, who probably did breastfeed her child for 18 months and has like perfect skin and it's glowing and she's buying the organic apples. And I'm like holding my head in shame. Like, no. We're not going to do that. I've got to go over to the regular <laughs> apples. So I have the exact opposite. I have grocery store shame about not buying enough. Oh, really? Organic. And see, I think I'm just living in a dream world. Like when I pass the chicken breasts that are, you know, pumped up with all the antibiotics, I'm like, hmm, those look nice. <laughs> and they're so well priced. <laughs> OK, well, as long as we're doing true confessions, I will yeah. tell you my biggest sin against the earth. I have two. We'll get to paper products in a little bit. But I use paper towels like nobody's business. Um. And I know oh, I know I got to work on that. But coffee, I I love um, my Keurig. I love it. And I have tried to meet her that by, um, well, one, my Keurig broke and I actually bought a regular old fashioned coffee machine, old fashioned being like, you know, from 10 years ago. But um, uh, I just it's not the same. It's not the same. Now, I never buy coffee at like coffee places because I actually prefer a Keurig coffee more than like a Starbucks. Um, so I do. Okay, like so you're not an exterior, and neither am I. I don't buy exterior coffee. No, I, I, I coffee love my coffee at home. 
I'm old fashioned. I drink my cups in the morning and then like I'm done for the day for the most part, you know, or if I need more, I'll make, I mean, if I'm out and someone offers me some or there's right. like a free cup somewhere, I'll accept it, but, and happily accept it. Um, right. But, but I, I don't, don't drive through somewhere to get mm-hmm. my coffee. I love my coffee yeah. at home. And, um, and I am trying to use those reusable cups because I know those are like the worst thing that's ever happened to the earth. Um, but I, 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 I got a waste. Okay, that green, I'm giving you green points, green points for that. Well, okay. your co- your Keurig coffee, because that guy who made Keurig is really sad that he made Keurig. Wouldn't it be terrible well, to invent something and feel and bad then regret about it? it? Yeah, but he's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, water. I live in. No, wait. Phoenix. I get to my coffee. I make oh. drip coffee every morning. I scoop it out. I have a coffee pot and I make my coffee. And see, you don't even know this stuff about me. No, um, I do know that about you. And I'm going to buy your carbon credits because you're you're better than me with the curing. Yes, so. cap and trade. Let's get to that in a minute. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Can water. you do cap and trade with your bestie? I love that idea. Okay, water bottles. That. So I, I do not buy water bottles. I really like put the stop down on water bottles. We we do reusable water bottles. That's my deal. Yeah, I barely buy water bottles. Barely ever have. I mean, I probably go through like maybe 40 a year. Okay. And I used ones. to buy them like for events or whatever. And then I realized I have this beautiful, um, well, we'll get to it, I guess, more in events, but I do just as long as you're talking about water bottles is it's more fun to have one of those reusable water dispensers. And we even have one of those like on the counter sometimes. What's um, a reusable okay. water dispenser? Like a Brita? Uh, no. Well, yes, we do have a Brita, but no, I'm talking about like the pretty glass. They're almost like a jar, but with a spout on them. Oh yeah. But you've got to put that out and slice up fruit, which is lovely. But are you doing that? I, I sometimes I do like when I'm trying to drink more water I'll like I'll like pretend it's a spa I'll isn't it amazing how if it? you make a yeah if you make a picture of something in the morning it just elevates your day like I'll right. make a thing of tea in the morning and a picture like a big 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 thing of right. tea yeah. and it's lovely you just walk by and you're like oh fan, don't mind if I do yeah you're like a hotel lobby would you care yeah, for some I, cucumber tea or I water I love making my house like a hotel lobby green? <laughs> okay. I don't know. okay so here's the other thing though we drink a lot of sparkling water. Mm, love it. Okay. And those, obviously, you're going to be buying uh-huh. those in plastic bottles or glass bottles or LaCroix. Is it LaCroix or LaCroix? It's LaCroix. You, you sure? always say it wrong. From the girl who can't pronounce anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you say S-I-R-A-C-H-A? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I say Siriachi? spicy sauce. Spicy sauce. Um, okay. Okay. But I have a solution for the sparkling water, which we got actually my parents got it one year for Christmas, but Christmas was at our house and they conveniently couldn't find it when they were packing up to go home. <laughs> so we got don't tell my parents, but we got a soda stream. Soda streams oh. are awesome. They are so much fun. We've had it for years and we love it. Where do you get your carbon refill containers? Bed Bath and Beyond or Target. Okay. Yeah. So do you go out? Do you order them on Amazon? I need to get one. Of I those. should. I, I should. One. That would be easy. But anyhow. Okay. okay so that's so, our food portion. Right. With green. food, we we obviously would segue to grocery shopping, which we've kind of already gotten into because food and grocery shopping are quite intermingled. Um, okay. But grocery that's good. Shopping. That's like a little teaser for everyone. So we're not really winning any awards here, but we're attempting. We're doing things. Um, we're buying green sometimes. We're buying not green sometimes. We're not really 100% sure how organic meets green. We'd like someone to write in and tell us. That would be great. Well, actually, we were going to plug this at the end of the show, but this is really fun. Since Graham and I wanted to address this listener's question and it kind of got it. What happened is we heard the the email and Graham and I started chatting ourselves and we realized we do need to have a topic on this, but our network Life Listened is actually going to be launching a new show called Crunchy Cocktail Hour. And so um, cool. it's a post for po- a podcast for moms who want to live greener and more naturally. And um, and that's the gist of it. So it's it's Allison and Laura. So they're real life friends and moms, kind of like we are. And they're going to be talking about all things green and organic and natural. And they're going to be doing it with a cocktail in hand. So Oh, I can't wait to meet them. We're on board. But the funny thing is, Larissa's committed green and Allison's like a little bit more skeptical. So I think they're going to be the crunchy kind of... slash cocktail part. Like she's the cocktail. <laughs> crunchy she, one's the crunch. One's the but, crunch. One's a cocktail. But that's launching in October. So, um, y'all, if you've liked this show and you've liked the mom hour, we're all under the life listen banner. A couple other shows are coming on too, but that's one to keep your eyes out for. Anyhow, Graham, grocery okay. shopping. Okay. So the low hanging fruit in grocery shopping clearly is reusable bags. Okay. I mean, duh. That's like green one away. Okay. But can I double duh you can I double two can dare you here's the only problem I have with that so I as you might know I'm a cat mom 
And I need those plastic bags for litter scooping, which is a daily activity in my life. And I'm so I take the plastic. I know it's terrible, but I, I bring usable bags, but I need those plastic bags for litter. Well, at least you're reusing them, though. You're not just throwing them away. I'm totally reusing them, but that's not great. But I wonder out there what people are doing if you have cats, because you got to scoop that litter. And really, a plastic bag is the only way to go. Oh, really? Figured out. That's interesting. I wonder if there's a green solution to that. But at least you're reusing it. At least you're not just buying them, going to the grocery store twice, three times a week, tossing them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, so I do obviously again. Low hanging fruit is the low is the uh, reusable bags. But my problem is I I bought them and I was I would forget them. And then my solution was, oh, I know they're just not cute enough for me to bother remembering. So I went and bought cuter ones. And they're always at uh, like Home Goods and TJ Maxx in the checkout line. You know, there was really cute monogrammed ones. And there was um, some cute Lily Pulitzer ones. Like, oh, this is their bright colors. I'm never going to miss these. Okay, nope, totally forgot them. So my solution, this is so simple, but I have moved them from my trunk into my passenger seat. I think that's genius. That's a great it, hack. It's the easiest thing. But when they're in my passenger seat, I don't forget them. And that sounds the like trunk so. The is the no man land of the car. Like the passenger right. seat is like my inbox in Gmail. It is what <laughs> I yes. like. If it's in the passenger seat, it means it needs to get done. It's where I throw all my stuff that needs to be moved. Right. Right. And you know what? I have another hack, too, is I have a Costco um, and I don't keep these in the front. But because I see my my reasonable shopping bags in the front seat, I remember that they are in my trunk. Um. But you know when you go to IKEA and they have those bags you can buy for like 35 cents, the giant like plasticky bags. I have about 3 of those and those are my Costco bags. That's genius, Kirsten. Those are two but, good hacks. Well, and then I just bring like maybe one wine bag from um like a six carrier wine and so I can do like a whole case of wine or I don't know, I guess maybe six is in a case, but I can you know put a couple even if you don't fill it out all the way, it keeps them from cracking and then the rest of it I just throw in those giant Ikea bags and it's fabulous. So I don't take boxes from Costco and I don't do bags at grocery stores. So Unlike me who just drives home really slow from Costco. Because <laughs> all this stuff is like rolling all around in my back seat. <laughs> One time I opened up the back seat and I'd broken like three bottles of wine and a thing of hummus had spilled out all over and a thing of mozzarella balls that had that like garlic sauce in it. Oh my God. It, I had to get the car. Oh, it was horrible. It took you can me just buy a new car. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Oh, it yeah. No, 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 no. You can't have that. You can't have loose goods in the trunk. That's not going to fly. All right. What do you do if you're shopping in bulk? Any ideas for that? Okay. I, you have, buy- I have seen people, and this is, again, like a professional, not me. I'm nowhere near this awesome, but I have seen people actually bring mason jars and that's then they cool. can write right on the mason jar, like the, uh, you know, the numbers, how they have those numbers for the bulk. I don't do that. I I just use the plastic bags they give. Um, So I don't know. It's probably like, but you know what? I bet, again, I don't know. I've done that a few times like at Whole Foods and I feel like I'm in another country, like a Middle Eastern bazaar. But isn't that kind of fun? Oh, I love it. I love it. Like, I really feel like I've stepped into like a way, way international. I mean, you know, from traveling, I love like kind of scooping out spices and dumping it into my bag. It's delightful. Like, I wish they'd do more of that across the world. Well, and even if you are using a plastic bag, I bet it's more than the crazy packaging you would get if you were buying it. Oh, yeah. No, I use their little paper bags they provide. I get the quinoa and the beans and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Have you do you guys have sprouts in Birmingham? We do. We just got sprouts. It's really good. Okay, one of my favorite things about sprouts is have you seen their bulk spices? Um, Not like not not like the nuts and the grains and everything. This is like legit like spices like salt and pepper and I don't know. I'm th- for some reason, I can't think of another spice, paprika, whatever. But you can buy it like by the ounce. And oh, you know that spices go bad. I've like, I don't think I've ever ended a spice before. It probably went bad. And I how have spices from supermarkets that aren't open anymore. Like <laughs> I was looking the other day and I was like, wait a minute, Food Emporium was back when I lived in Long Island. That's impossible. I haven't lived there in like 18 years. Right, right. So (laughs) this you would only need, if you know this is something you rarely use, you can just buy like a little teaspoon of it or something or a tablespoon of it. Isn't that great? That's Anyway, sorry, side note for sprouts. I also, I like Penzi's. We we have a Penzi's here for spices and that's a good store. I really enjoy Penzi's. That's what I'm counting Um, on my spice to be like. The, you know, the big hitter, the heavy hitter in my in my recipe. OK, so, Graham, you did do one of those mailbox companies. Well, we'll just leave the names out. But you had a again, you're not a super green person. I'm not. And this is funny because every now and then things hit me about 
Well, it's actually, it's funny because I'm not a non-green person. It's just, and I think this is maybe, I don't know how maybe a lot of people feel about it. I don't know how much I go out of my way to change my life to be green, not out of not wanting to be just, you know, it's a lot with kids and schedules and everything going on. Right. It's a lot to try it and to make it work. So I definitely feel for people who want to be better, but kind of struggle with it because I think I'm in the same way. But every now and then something just like smacks me in the face. And I think to myself, wait a minute, like there's a kind of a there's a dichotomy here. Right. And I think that's we're going to get to that kind of with our challenges for being green in a few minutes. But I really see this dichotomy in the green world today versus like we have the sanitation side of life that we're living in right now. Like germs can't be anywhere and like there's not no like cross contamination. But then there's also like the waste aspect that comes in with everything. And so we did one of the meal shipment companies, you know, where they'll send you kind of everything. And I thought that was delightful and I had a good time with it and I thought it was kind of cool. But then I looked at it and I thought, okay, this giant box has come to my house with all these like freezer packs in it. And they've measured out a half teaspoon of honey, you know, and put it into another non-recyclable plastic thing, you know, and I kind of had honey on hand, you know, and they've and like the amount of packaging that went into that just blew my mind. And Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, eh, I think this isn't really going to jive, but it's true. It was just tricky. You know, it's, it's a lot. Those packet, those packages are not as green as I guess we could be. So I just noticed kind of the waste that was involved in it. Right. And thought, you know, if I just went to the supermarket or, you know, there's got to be a smarter way to do it than the big box meal companies. Okay. You said you have a way that you buy sour cream that isn't as abusive to the earth. Right. Which I don't even know what you're talking about with this. So you have to. These are silly, but I buy, you know, rather than buying the cartons, have you kind of seen the like the tubes that things come in? Like now I'll buy my coffee in those compressed cryovac packages, you know, where basically you almost you look at them and you think, yikes, this is going to be a pain to open. And it usually is a pain to open because you have to get a knife and slice it. And like the coffee kind of just like explodes everywhere. But it actually does reduce a lot of waste if you kind of buy the almost like the cryovact um, thing. So I get my sour cream in those squeezable pouches or, you know, kind of the big squeezers because that seems to be easier and more recyclable. And I get my coffee in the package. Like anything that isn't kind of that hard plastic large container, I'll try to purchase and go out of my way to purchase. Ah. So that's a good one, I think. That's helpful, right? Versus buying a big like container of coffee. Yeah, because, or the, you know, well, it's, think, it's the sour cream more because that's what I keep reading is like people say, oh, well, I'm better because I recycled all my plastic. You know, I bought I bought sour cream in a plastic uh, tub, but I recycled it. Well, the reality is, I guess plastic's really hard to recycle. So we feel good about ourselves, but it's sort of a false positivity. Because... Right. Or then people, you know, you'll read on blogs everywhere. They'll say, well, take your, you know, old large coffee containers and turn them into like holders for your kids' toys. Yeah. Well, that's never great that. for the, f- that's, well, that's great for the first one. But like I have, <laughs> you know, 20. I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> right. I mean, like we don't I have that many pencils. Like, right. I can't fill like my house with, <laughs> it's unrealistic, right? I feel like that's the number one Pinterest hack or whatever, like take your old whatever. But that's great for time one. Yeah, I don't know later. if I can recycle things once they become a failed craft, which is how this story is going to end. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Kirsten's going to glue some stuff on it. It's going to be a disaster. And then nothing's recyclable. So, right, like, yeah. Thankfully, my paintbrushes are in one old coffee container. But <laughs> after that, like, I'm out of luck. Like, I don't know where paintbrushes. Okay. Well, <laughs> since plastic is a bad thing, um, I guess, to recycle, I have to say there is one little thing that my kids eat a ton of, and I'm trying really hard both for financial reasons and for earth reasons um, to make. And Graham's rolling her eyes. We're looking at each other right now. She's rolling her eyes because I've talked about this for so long and every time my kids hate it. But yogurt, I I am trying so- I love how you think you're saving the world with this. Keep going. (laughs) Yogurt. Kirsten's making yogurt. You are originally from Finland. Okay, tell us about your yogurt, Kirsten. I don't know why you're doing a Swedish accent, because I am Sorry. Swedish, so your countries are all messed up. But yogurt, okay, no, for real, you can make yogurt, and it's like the easiest thing to make, and my kids don't like it, so it kind of defeats reverse. but you know where they do like it is I hide it in smoothies, and we do a heck of a lot of smoothies, and I'm saving a lot of money by doing my homemade yogurt in the smoothies. And it gets rid of some of that organic milk that we weren't going to drink anyway. And I had to buy a three pack at Costco. So uh, I do so make my own yogurt. Is look up a DIY yogurt recipe on 
Pinterest or Instagram. I did. I did. In fact, I will. I've done a couple of them now. I will link to my favorite one in the show notes because the truth is it's really fun. And the reality is when I did end up pouring in a ton of sugar and some blended fruit, they did like it. Um, So, you know, like everything else, unfortunately, they still like a lot of sugar. But my what we we do, I then froze some chunks of yogurt in Ziploc bags. I cut them, I tossed them in the smoothies. And I think in the long run, I did save money. And then the Ziploc bags probably ruined all my green effect. But I got to figure out a better. Oh, you know what I actually did, though? I used some popsicle molds. I switched over to popsicle molds. way more forgiving than my kids are. Like, I made chia pudding the other day, which I thought was going to be a total hit. Because I'm like, it's pudding. Try it. They wanted nothing to do with it. They could smell that chia pudding from a mile away. They wouldn't try it. At least your children will try it. Remember when we had Liz Moody on and with the popsicles? Your children at least tried the popsicles. Oh, my kids loved the popsicles. That's what I do. I do that now all the time. I save a little bit of the smoothie because I always make too much smoothie because it's just hard when you're throwing everything in the blender to manage your portions. I always grab out three popsicle molds and that night for dinner, they can have a popsicle for dessert, which is really just more smoothie. So they're getting kale for breakfast and kale and chia for uh, dessert after dinner. You are amazing. I'm an amazing mother. I'm an amazing mother, Graham. Take notes. Just kidding. I'm terrible. There's a lot of sugar in it. What? I have six things. I have six things of chia pudding sitting in my refrigerator that I don't even want to eat, honestly. <laughs> By the way, you know I'm kidding when I say I'm amazing mother. I give them a, a smoothie and then a pop tart. So there's a no, lot of you're an, you are you are you're an amazing mother. All right, next on your grocery shopping list. Okay, one Kirsten more thing since we're talking about since the we're, world. Since we're <laughs> you like Captain world. Underpants. What else? What are Terrible. you doing? They're, they're real environmentalists listening. Like these people should be I know, shot. Like, shuddering, shutting this down. Like someone's calling OSHA and the EPA right now. Like get them. No, off here. but you I'm, know those you know those hooks that they used to use on stage where like someone was <laughs> bad and they'd like put the hook out. <laughs> <laughs> the earth is hooking you. This um, is okay. The earth is giving me a hook. So another thing for smoothies is we were using straws every morning. And I thought I was so awesome because I got the big milkshake straws at Ikea. But I was throwing away four straws every day. So I bought um, silicone straws, reusable, and they come in very vibrant colors, which makes my kids very happy. And it's really fun. So we don't use straws anymore. We have like a, we have like 10 reusable straws and Question life. I have a question. I have a uh-huh. listener question. Um, listeners, me. Um, <laughs> how do you wash straws? Because that seems disgusting. You're drinking smoothies through straws, and how do you clean them in the dishwasher? I need to know. Go. I put water in them. <laughs> what do you mean? How do you wash straw? You put it in the dishwasher. I feel like I have all my sippy cups, and I can't even get them clean with like. No, no, it's really not. If you do it while, if you do it like kind of right away, just you know, rinse them off real quick. It's fine. They work. No, no, actually, because Graham, I'm not lying. I actually saw that in the grocery store and had that same thought, and it's worked out fine. They're easy to wash. If anyone is debating reusable straws, I give you my my blessing. Go forth and buy them. You're strong. I do have a hack for that, though. I figured it out. If you put like the little thin things on the on the tongs, you know, on the circular tongs in the dishwasher, that actually gets them clean. I was going to say that as my answer to what you were doing to guide you, Um, but that's (laughs) what I do. I put like the little Teflon things straight over the tongs, and somehow the water just gets them clean and pushes all that like caked out milk that our children are so good at making. yeah. Everywhere. Okay. Well, I'm glad you solved your own problems. Okay. So next up, here's the problem. We can be green at our own house, but unfortunately we have to leave the house. We have to do oh, school this lunches. This is the biggest problem. We both That's have, we've got problem. five kids at school. My kids, our school doesn't have a cafeteria, they have a cafeteria, but they don't have a school lunch program. We have to pack every day. So school lunches were where I felt like the waste was just obscene. And you know when I really realized it is that our preschool when we had like Earth Week and the kids were not or had to pack a zero waste lunch. What? And I just like stood in my kitchen like, what am I supposed to do? It was crazy. But that's when it really hit me that packing school lunches is where we just have so much waste because of all the individual serving sizes and all the extra packaging that goes with that. So, so what do you do? Oh, I Thank you for asking because I have the solution. I'm not kidding you. This is the number one change I have made this year that was huge. I bought, this is again going to sound so simple, but I bought bento boxes and I just bought like, when I say bento boxes, I'm using that term very liberally. I bought like reusable plasticware, the cheap stuff. I didn't buy anything amazing. But they okay, just so you're not buying like the actual bento box. No, I did not. You're stacking no. up bamboo boxes over no. steaming. No, I did not buy like the $45 okay. lunchbox separator about like the, you know, four pack for $15 or something. But just the, the individual 
serving areas. Like, uh, what, okay. what's the word? Uh, can, divided space yes, divided. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Um, and it, it it's a game changer. I, I cannot tell you if you do not own these, it's not a fad or whatever. It's amazing. Uh, Where do you get them? Wherever Amazon, anything is sold. Anything is sold. (laughs) Hashtag America. (laughs) Hashtag buy it here. Yeah. Okay. Got it. If you're listening to the show on Mars, I'm so sorry, but I don't know your shopping areas. No, no, they're everywhere. But my point is I didn't even need like to buy a big fancy one. And it's a game changer, an absolute game changer. Um, and, uh, well, and we had trouble huge. with Porsche control. So is that a good thing for Porsche? Huge, because I, I actually had some things that unfortunately, just because out of habit, I would go and buy like the individual goldfish bags or the individual ship bags. And as I was packing my kids lunch, I was like, oh, I don't have any of the large bags. I have to only use these individual bags. I split one open and I literally gave half the goldfish to one child, half the goldfish to the other child, and it was a normal serving. And I started to realize I've been also giving them way too much garbage. Um, but yeah, it's it's made them eat healthier. Um, it's it's helped oh, with- Oh, that is so my problem. Because I feel yeah. the need to like present variety to my children. And so I'll pack like six things in their box. You know, like here's a fruit straw. Here's, you know, a like cheese stick. Here's a Right. Package of, you know, chips. Here's a sandwich. Here's some milk. Here's some applesauce. Like, right. choose it all. Applesauce. Applesauce is such a good one because that, though, each one of those applesauce packages is like 50 cents to a dollar. No, okay. I don't do that anymore. Now I put them in the bento box. Well, let's right. discuss that. That seems like so the applesauce doesn't slide around. Like, because if, if my child had applesauce in any way, shape, or form, get on a goldfish, that would be the end of the entire box. I have two different so. brands and one does slide. So, yes, that's a cautionary tale. Do, do double check. And maybe that would be the one thing. But no, truthfully, I've had pretty good success with the, with the brand I bought. Again, not the expensive brand. And it was great. And then I got so into my bento boxes and so excited. And I started going on Pinterest and looking for pictures. And have you seen those silicone like cupcake holders like the for muffins? Like, what oh, are yeah, they those things like, muff- are cool. OK, no, I'm not kidding. I, I thought that was just like a Pinterest thing. I bought them again. Real mom endorsement who usually fails at Pinterest to put those little silicone cupcake holders in the larger compartments and just put, you know, a handful of nuts or a handful of yogurt covered raisins or whatever it is. And it keeps it keeps it separate. And it looks kind of adds some color to the box. And I'm sort of like a cute mom. And um, and no, it's great. They work so well. And I, I, I'm i always just throwing those in the dishwasher and reusing them. And again, portion control. That's- oh, that's another thing. For dessert, I'll just put three of those out on the table and put like maybe, you know, like one little cookie or like three or four M&Ms in it. And my kids feel like it's a treat because it's in those like little silicone things. And I'm not using it. Presentation. 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 Matters. Right. And then what do you That's do for it. silverware? I bet you're the kind of mom who sends like actual silverware to school. I do. Thanks for calling it out. Yeah, I don't buy a lot of plastics or paper or anything like that. So maybe in a way, like I just think I'm old fashioned. Like I will send my child. So we kind of have um, some junk silverware, I guess you could say, you know, almost like the stuff you get when you're, you know, first married and you just you get a big set of it for like $10. So we kind of and have none of it matches grade. after 10 years of marriage. Yeah, none of it matches. Exactly. Whatever. So I'll just throw in like if I'm sending them with an applesauce or a pudding, I'll throw in a real piece of flatware and, you know, something I've had great success with it. OK, and that can I tell my next story? Because this was really um, kind of fun, sure. like my little social experiment that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Tell your social. Well, OK. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things that Grandma and I talked about was was uh, besides sending your kids to school when it's just your kid, maybe you can get away with some of these hacks. But what happens when you're like the one in charge of team snacks or snacks yes. in preschool? <laughs> like, okay, so it's okay to be creepy it work? on your own. But okay, but when you take your show on the road publicly, you have a different thing going on, okay? Right. Everyone so expects was, you to bring the individual serving size and the individual packages right. for and the team. And cute and really have thought it out and all that kind of stuff. And so I was the snack beverage mom at my older son's soccer game this past Sunday. And so this was kind of fun. So Kirsten and I were obviously like sketching out the show, figuring things out, you know, what should we do? And I thought to myself, what if we like take it really old school? Um, what if we throw it back a little bit? What if I do the days when we grew up where, you know, the moms would bring this big can of high C and they'd get out that kooky little appliance <laughs> they used to have that was made like the triangle holes in the thing, you know. Wait, are you um, calling and- a can opener a kooky old appliance? 
Yeah, but that's not a can opener. Where's that triangle thing? Where do you even find one of those? You know, on the back about. of your can opener. No way. I have I, none of my can openers have that on there. You've I wouldn't even know where to find one of those triangle things. Wait, wait. Actually, um, wait. Sorry. Side note. You guys, Graham has one of those can openers like from the 80s that's attached to the upper cabinets. <laughs> Do you remember those from like your parents' house in the 80s? Those <laughs> things are amazing. No, it is what amazing. It's awesome. It's just nobody has them anymore. They're great. It's, They're a, great. it's a throwback over here. Um, so what I did was the sweet mom, it was her son's birthday. And so she was bringing donuts. So we agreed that like donuts and milk would be cool. And I bet the whole team, well, a milk is probably not the best on a 90 degree Saturday in <laughs> Alabama. So that's the first knock on my plan. But I thought, you know, what? it would be really nice if I brought like some frosty milk. But then I thought to myself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like go green. I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm going to try it out. So I thought, okay. Like, how do I do it? Right. Because we're in this new age of like disposable green. Am I going to go buy those like cute little horizon milk packs and get a cooler and keep them cold? No, I'm not. I'm going to go. I'm going to go buy a gallon of milk. I I sprung for the organic this time, Kirsten, because I didn't want anyone getting in my face over whether or not it was organic. I bought 2%. I bought a gallon of milk and I brought some cups from my house, not disposable cups. I brought like old school little mini cocktail cups, I think that we had. And that were like kind of plastic. And I poured milk. No joke. Bell of the ball. According well, people to people liked it. Well, they didn't know what to do with themselves. The kids were like, this is different. This is odd. Really? Like, I was I was expecting massive failure. I actually had written down how many cups I brought, expecting to lose like half of my cups. Mm-hmm. I was really like worried that kids would turn it down and be like, oh, I don't drink this. This is disgusting. I don't want this. You know, they didn't. They drank the milk. They enjoyed the milk. Like it was wow. unique. It was a unique experience. The experiment worked. Yeah. So guess what? I'm doubling down. The next snack that I'm bringing, I'm doing orange slices in a Tupperware container where they all reach their hand in and grab an orange slice. Like there's going to be mutiny. I can already see it coming. But I think that's what you and I were discussing was like, do we have to bring an individual snack pack to every little thing that we do? Right. It's so much waste. It's absolutely so much waste. And that's where it gets hard is it's funny because I think as a society, we've gotten more towards being green. But then when it comes down to these events where you bring things, because it is an option now um, to do individual milk cartons and to do, I guess it was always, I guess, actually, another thing, but it was always, it was always an option where grandpa had milk in our schools. But you know what I mean? The, uh, the ones with the straws that are easy to buy at Costco, you know, it's kind of that's the expectation to bring that. That's the expectation. See, that's the problem, I think, is that's the expectation, right? right? Like, what if I brought a bag of potato chips? Like, this was how parties were at my house growing up. You get a bag of potato chips, you open it up, and you let the kids, like, stick their hands in and grab a handful of potato chips and call it a day. Like, put it on their plate next to their hot dog. Like, why do they have to have an individual package of potato chips? I don't know. Mm, yeah, it's I'm just not how sure. it is. It's totally but, like on the. But that's what I'm saying, like... Here's the question, though. That is truly the million dollar question. How do we go green in a society when you're lambasted for bringing like for not like towing the line? Right. Like you bring your recycling to the curb. You know what, though? I think you're not giving you people serve- enough credit. I think if you said, hey, like I um, I just realized it was a lot of waste. And, you know, those kids eat half the bag and it's wasteful for food. It's wasteful financially. And it creates a lot of garbage. I just felt like I should do a big, you know, bowl of chips and wash the bowl when I'm done and let everyone grab what they want. I think if you explain that, I think people will get it. It's just not what people are used to seeing at like sporting events or. or so you think we have to be the change we want to see? Be the change you want to see, Graham. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> another, so another thing with the individually wrapped items. So I am a total sucker for like the 100 calorie packs. Like I love like the individual servings because then I can like put it in my fitness pal and keep track of what I'm eating as opposed to just eating a just, you know, 700 calories worth of almonds just because why not? You know, they're almonds. No, they're healthy. Power, well, no, it is. And so here is what I bought is I bought a food scale. OK, this thing was like $15 on Amazon. I have probably saved so much money by not buying the 100 calorie packs. It's unbelievable. So I make my own. I make my own 100 calorie packs. I I either put them in um, individual little boxes, reusable boxes, or I just write on the package, you know, six slices of salami as an ounce or whatever it is, you know. Um, And so I can keep track of it. And really, like, 
it doesn't, it's not that hard to measure things and find out what is like whatever calories you're hoping to consume just to control your portions. You can do that yourself if you get a scale. I think a scale is a really good investment. And if, if you're somebody who really is trying to like watch their calories and keep portions under control, you can do it yourself. That's a good idea. I like that. A food scale. Yeah. All right. What about Halloween? Because that's not too far off. What if we tried to make Halloween green? What would you do? Would you take a bag of jelly beans and dump it out and let people reach their hands in? I'm going to try it. Only if you put like a a bowl of razor blades next to it and said, listen, I've got poison. I got razor blades. If I was going to kill your kids, I would have done it already. Um, no, I don't. I know. I think there's. But see, this is when it's like. The would that be so creepy? Green. That's the thing. Like if you just opened a uh, giant if your, bag if of your neighbor had razor. Oh, okay. I'm like my razor blade idea. Yes, that's super creepy. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is when it kind of gets into like it's one idea. That's what I'm saying. Like push the boundaries. So it's completely unacceptable now to not buy prepackaged Halloween candy. Yes, I think. I think. Yeah, I think. Come on, like, well, you know, it's a real world living. I mean. But again, one night a year versus like every single day I pack my children's school lunch. Like, I think if you make those changes that are more habitual or every single day I go to the grocery store, I remember to use my reusable bags. I think that's a bigger change than one night. I think you just got total. We got to let Halloween go. Okay, I'm sorry. I've just got to share the story. So, you know what happened to me last Halloween, right? You remember the story. I went to Walmart. I bought my giant bags of Halloween candy because we have a big trick or treat on our street. And mm-hmm. I opened up like it was Halloween, like it was go time, right? I had my basket at the end of the street because we do kind of trunk or treat. I was ready to go. I opened up my giant like bag of Mars candy. It was Mars. I'm going to call him out. And out kerplunked a man's wallet. Like from a sealed bag of Halloween candy. Do you remember this story? I'm sure I, I told it to you. I, yes, I forgot about amazing. that. That is the craziest so, story. It was so crazy. So like I open. I mean, it was truly a full on man's wallet that had obviously fallen out from whomever was packaging the little individual candy bars at the Mars packaging plant. And so his wallet was there. I mean, it was, he had money, his ID cards it had fallen in while he was doing the candy. Did and I found him. Oh, of course I did. I And of course, my dad was like, this is amazing. We've got to call the local newspaper. This is a national story. Apparently, it was not a national story, but um, but I tracked him. <laughs> now down. it is on the home yeah. hour. You heard it here first. I tracked, <laughs> I tracked him down. I like got him his wallet back and he's like, oh, yeah, I lost that. And I was fascinated. I was like, when specifically did you lose said wallet? Because it was like, how old is this candy that's in the package? And he said he lost it back in May. So June, July, August, September, October. So I was fine with that, like five months. No big deal. In the world of packaged food, that meant nothing to me. Um, but I sent him back his wallet and he sent me like a sweet thank you card. I don't know if that's a green story, but that's a crazy story. <laughs> okay. All right. We have to wrap this up because we ended up spending a lot of time on food um, because I think we're moms and we do a ton of cooking. All right, let's talk paper products in the home, Kirsten. Paper towels. Do you use them? Are you for them? Against them? Yeah, no, paper. I'm in the, is this a safe space? Total safe space, of course. <laughs> well, no, just because I literally am tree's worst nightmare. I use way too many paper towels. Yeah. That's I'm okay. Bad. I think you're you're fine there. I mean, I do too. It's not my goal. It's not what I want to do. I think that's kind of like our number one wasteful area right now. But we use them and they're helpful and we have little children and we have lots of messes and I mean, I think you just do the best that you can. Thank you. you know? Now, I will say something. I just know you and I know how you live. You're you're really good at napkins, aren't you? You use cloth napkins. Yes, we do use cloth napkins. That's easy. My kids are happy with it. I mean, I don't make a big deal of it or a big fuss. I mean, they're just like cake. I just have kind of four or five out at the time and I just lay them out at night and the kids, that's what we eat dinner with and you, that's what we eat our meals with and it's easy. You know what? As you're so, saying that, for some reason in my mind, paper or pla- uh, cloth napkins are for some reason sort of like a big deal but I think it's because I only use them for like very formal occasion it's like the ones you have to iron like you're right if I just use like whatever cloth napkins nothing fancy didn't iron yeah. them that that would yeah, actually that would them, actually be a very easy thing to change that's actually oh, that's good a I'm challenged little change you can do yeah that's a total quick change um and so we use them and, you know, I just, I mean, I throw them in the washing machine and I don't like bother to iron them. I just kind of throw them back out. And, you know, they're, they're like our family cloth napkins. It's not what I'd put in front of guests, but I think that, I think 
you know, it's just it's just an easy thing we can do. Okay, that's a good one. What about um, like saran wrap and aluminum foil and all that stuff? You, I think, are better with that than me. I use it. I mean, I use it with reckless abandon. Um, Okay, can I be honest? (laughs) The reason I don't use saran wrap is because I'm so bad at it. (laughs) Like, I find it extremely frustrating to use saran wrap. Saran wrap is tricky. To what? To get across the... Like, I just, like, I always rip it wrong, and then it, like, sticks to my... I just am not good with saran wrap. And then, yeah, no, I'm not a saran person. And I will say one of the best things um, that I do to fight this is... One year for Christmas, I got like a ramekin set. And I'm not sure the ramekin is the right word because there are little ramekins, but then there's larger ones um, like that you could cook the entire dinner in. And they came with plastic lids that fit perfectly. And it's fabulous because I can cook broccoli or whatever in in this container. Um, and then when I'm done, I just put all the leftovers in one container, put the plastic lid on it. You can take the plastic lid off, reheat it right in the container. I mean, it's one dish. So much faster, and I never have to use saran wrap because they have a lid. That's pretty smart. I think I should invest in that. I think I might get some of those. You have a lot of good kitchen gadgets, I think, I'm thinking. Yeah, well, it's kind of, and I don't even think this was, like, more expensive. It's just when you have something to go buy another thing, it's like, oh, I don't have to store it. I don't want to pay for it, you know. But, uh, yeah, if you can be intentional when you buy it, as far as thinking about it as a storage tool as well, not just um, not just a cooking tool. Think that right. helps. You just use it a little more. Um, I want to talk about kind of the cut-free flour trend. I think that's something big. Um, okay, you added traveling. this to the outline, outline, and I honestly had never heard of it. But once you said it, it's it's well, interesting. I hadn't, heard, I hadn't heard of it either because I feel like we're in a very like flour-friendly area. But what I've noticed from traveling in the Northeast is there's kind of a big backlash right now toward cut flowers and stemmed flowers and everything. Why is, is that? Well, I think just because of like the transportation that, you know, that it takes to a lot of these flowers are imported. And then I think also the concept that, you know, flowers die, although I don't fully understand because I think flowers kind of regrow for the most part, unless you're kind of planting from bulbs like a tulip or something. You need a right, new bulb. But you said that. cut flowers. So what would be the, the other alternative, like having a little plant? A plant. So plants or potted are flowers. So I think. Mm-hmm. So the new trend that I've at least seen or heard from when I was home last was holy cow like nobody wanted um like cut flowers they the big thing was like you have a potted orchid or you have some succulents behind it or you have something that has some sort of sustainability and the cut flowers were not um as in vogue which is tricky for me because i just think they're so beautiful um and they're just so nicely designed and lovely but people seem to there's a big kind of backlash about cut cutting flowers Oh, selfishly, I kind of hope that's true because I'm just too lazy to keep fresh flowers in my house. <laughs> I, know, I know, but thanks for Trader Joe's. We can get them at a good price now. Right. All right. I also keep a bucket in my shower. Do you keep a bucket in your shower? No. Why do you keep a bucket in your shower? I do it to catch the excess water and you will catch so much. You have no idea. And I water my plants with it. So that's a good one. Really? Um, yeah, we got that. We had a big drought last year. And so we started that. And it just, I was amazed. I mean, blown away by how much water I caught after the shower. Um, so we do that and we save the water and then we'll just kind of water stuff, although it's soapy, but it doesn't, it hasn't killed anything yet. So I'm okay with it. Well, I'm just um, a busy mom and like never shower. <laughs> yeah. And then just another kidding. Kind of. And then another like home thing that I do that I think is like semi green is I don't know about you, but when I'm thinking about my day and planning the day, I will actually like label my errands um, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, and we're, I'll go through like say I have to go to the library and the gas station and the supermarket. I'll put a number by them and the number might be out of order. Like maybe I'm just making my errand list like top of my head. Right. Like I know I need to go to the library and maybe the framer and maybe the I don't know, whatever, the tailor, et cetera. And I'll cluster them so that I drive more efficiently. Do you ever do that? Really? No, that's great. I, I mean, it's it, that's also just like a time saver, too. That's that's one of those win wins. Right. Yeah, it's a total win win. Um, and my mom was even a little more. I don't know if anal is the right word, but that's the right word. Um, she would <laughs> detail oriented, like, detail oriented. <laughs> she would put the time that it took by each errand to do it. So what? it took me years to figure out what she was doing. But like, for example, by the tailor would be a quarter, like one over four is what she'd write. And it took me years to figure out that she was realizing that that would take 15 minutes. 
I don't, I'm not really sure what that did for her, but, you know, or she would say like dog training or whatever. And that would have a one by it because that was like a full hour of dog training or whatever, whatever it was. Wow. That is seriously organized. Yeah. So everything on her to-do list daily was labeled like in order by where it was located so that everything was clustered and then it had a time behind by it. So she knew like how long everything would take. Mm. (laughs) What do you think of that? I think I don't have time for that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Impressive. So, so the day-to-day life, yes. Like thermostats. I don't know. What, do you have any thoughts on day-to-day life? Like turn off light My bulbs? My house is uncomfortable Change in the summer. Bulb. You don't want to live here. And it's freezing in the winter. So maybe we are really? more than we thought. Yeah. Wait, wait, and seven. you do that for green reasons? Mm, I think we do it for money-saving reasons because <laughs> this house is like... <laughs> It's kind of crazy, but it has actually proven to be quite a green perspective on life. So in the summer, our house is at 78, which is boiling. I mean, boiling hot, but I'm okay because Harrison and I are both like the golden girls. We just like to like go around in our bathrobes in a really hot house. And then in in the winter, we keep it at 68, um, which is cold for us. Um, You know, when it's cold outside, you kind of want to walk into a warm house. We keep it at 68 and we just wear more sweaters and just deal with it. Yeah, no, there's a reason why we have blankets. Tough enough. But it's like a big night. Like sometimes he'll come into like the bedroom at night and he'll say, would you like an extra degree? And I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a treat. I'm like, indeed, I would. <laughs> like, pump it up, buddy. Like, oh, no, at night, at night is when I do need, I like, I need my sleep. So I, I keep it comfortable at night. But during the day, yeah, I turn off my AC during the day too. Yeah, well, um, well so yeah, for our side, I mean, the house is kind of weird the way it's configured, but we'll pump it down at night where we're sleeping um, to keep it comfortable. But like when I say pump it down, I mean like 74. That is like, <laughs> that is frosty. I mean, we are, we are all bundled up at 74. I like it. I like it. Okay, so house construction. So I think very few people are in the position where they get to build their house from from zero, you know, from just scratch. I guess you don't build a house from scratch like a recipe, but you know what I mean? They get to start from the very beginning. And I think, gosh, if you are in that position, oh, it's really hard because I've done a remodel. I know how stretching those dollars and thinking long term can be really challenging. But man, if you can invest in those uh, environmental products. I think you do save money in the long run, but it is it is tricky because you have to be willing to live in that spot for a very long time. And situations obviously change and people move, but gosh, when people can do that um, and really be thoughtful about buying environment, environmentally friendly products, I think they do pan out really well in the long run. Um, on a more prudent, practical, applicable note, uh, anytime anything breaks, we always try to do the math and feel and realize like, should we buy the a little bit more expensive, but a little bit more green appliance. And I think it always pans out, you know, especially if it's appliance. Dividends. dividends like well, especially if it's down. one you can take with you, like a washer and dryer. Like you can take that with you. You know, you're going to be using washer and dryer for the next 20 years, you know. So um, that's an etiquette question. Like, should you leave your washer and dryer? No, that, that's not an etiquette question. It's a real estate question. The answer is no. Well, I mean, I find it interesting, right? Because that's a that's a again, a national school of thought. So in Europe, when they move, they take everything. Like they take all of the kitchen cabinets with them. Like the cabinets leave and go to the new house. The fridge leaves like the kitchen. No, you think this is crazy. This is a localized thing, Kirsten. Like you don't keep anything when you go to the house. Like basically you walk into, I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions, but for the most part, people like pack it up. Like the cabinetry goes in Europe. Yeah. Like okay, research. I would this. love for a European, uh, a European listener to write just about that because I don't And we do actually you. have them. So please do write. Like, and I know I'm right on this situation. Like the cabinet goes, that's why Ikea is so popular. It's because people really? are taking the cabinet. Yeah, like I'm not making this up. They take the cabinetry and they take like the refrigerator. It all goes, the stove like picks up and moves. And so you are responsible for moving. I mean, not every single time, but this is not abnormal, right? And so my thought is, is like, you know, sometimes you move into a house where the washer and dryer does convey. Yeah, I know every once in a while you do, but it's funny you bring up cabinets because I was researching um, the biggest tips for building a green home. And one of them is the cabinetry. Uh, to buy cabinets that are made from um, from green materials. And, you know, that's one of those things where people don't often build a brand new house from nothing, but people will remodel a kitchen or they will, will remodel a bathroom. And um, cabinetry is one of those things that you could decide to make a green move on if you're interested in that too. So that's something that's else that we think about if you're doing a kitchen. 
That's a great point. Wow, I've really learned a lot from you today. Thanks, Graham. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Aren't you lucky you're my friend? I am lucky. Hope everyone else is enjoying this. You've made Aren't me laugh. Be- okay, let's well, now, Graham. Last, last, uh, last point on our outline, Graham. Recycling. Okay. The R word. The this R is, word. This is it. This is the word of shame, I have to say. So well, we, recycling so is the you- get out of jail free card, right? It's like, oh, I used all that, but I'm going to recycle it. Yes, exactly. If you do it and you do it well, um, there's a lot of shame, I think, with recycling and secrets are recycling. I mean, I think that's localized as well. Right. So in Alabama, they don't recycle glass, which is interesting to me. Well, at least here, they don't recycle glass. See, I enjoy recycling. Having a clean trash can in my house and recycling, like I recycle everything. Oh, I love it because you feel good about it. But um, but, you know, some people do and some people don't for a lot of reasons. But wait, we, can I ask have... a question? When you recycle, do you rinse out your containers? Because I wash mine like you could probably eat out of them because I want to make sure like it passes the recycle sniff test. Do you and ever I've... sleep? <laughs> nope. When do you sleep? I honestly, I really wonder that sometimes. Um, like no, 2 a.m. So no. to 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. When I do recycle. No. I mean, there's honestly been like things that could win at science fairs growing in the things that I recycle because no, I hear that's problem. part of the recycling process. Oh, Grim, I'm up and I'm washing everything to recycle them. And that's why I need to drink so much coffee. And then I'm throwing more of those curing cups into the trash. So it's all a vicious cycle, Grim. It's vicious. all a vicious cycle. We have to, yeah, efficiency. Okay. Um, sorry. I interrupted yeah. you. Tell me about your recycling. No, that's it. I'm, I'm not amazing at it. Honestly, what do you do? I, I recycle everything. I, I keep my plastic bags. If you go to Target, I love those um, bins in the front where you can recycle batteries and you can recycle plastic bags. I bring my recycling that the city won't pick up. Um, yeah, no, I did. And also, and also, I don't need to probably wash out my things as much as I am, but I talked to a City of Phoenix official and I asked him about whether or not you can just toss recyclable goods that are covered in food. And he said no. And it'll ruin the entire load if you do that. So... Now I'm really good about it. So I do rinse out my recycling. So all those years of recycling, nobody ever took any of my stuff. No joke. (laughs) Also, I recycle textiles. There's um, some programs around here where schools can actually get money if you bring in your textiles that are like stained, like something that you wouldn't donate. You know, it's got a rip. It's got a hole. It's got a stain. Um, So I recycle textiles. You can also bring them to H&M. And I actually gave this hack on, I think, our Meet the Podcast Host episodes back with Sarah Powers. Um, But yeah, you can bring to H&M and they give you a 15% off coupon. So if you've got, you know, gross old clothes that have stains on them and you don't feel like anyone's going to care to have it donated, you can recycle those and they won't end up in a landfill. And um, That's delightful. Yeah. I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. What do you think is okay to throw out of the window of your car? That's very funny because my I overheard my six year old saying yesterday, no one should ever throw. He's like Jack Hanley, deep thoughts from Sunday Live in the 90s. He said, I never throw gum out the window because a bird might chew on it and he won't be able to sing his beautiful song. <laughs> so not gum. Because the bird so won't no sing gum. its is beautiful there, but that's song. That's my question. Is there anything that's, because I don't think so. I mean, is there anything that's okay to throw out of your car? I have thrown like apple cores out of my car, but here's the yes. thing. I've got the guilt because I want to like tell everyone else on the highway, like it's an apple core. I'm not literally. So wait, do you wait until you get off? The, like, let's be honest though. Do you wait no, until you get off the highway and like go to a side road, like where it's less populated to throw out your apple core? I don't I mean, throw any trash. Like let's, okay, let's first. Uh, the number of times I've thrown food out a window, I can like count on one hand. So I don't have like a strategy for this. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like a reoccurring problem for you? Well, well, okay, because sometimes my husband and I have a fight because our kids eat a lot of popsicles, right? And we don't throw them, obviously, like on the street. We don't eat popsicles in the car. But I have this little joke, like out front of our yard. It's called like the popsicle graveyard, popsicle stick graveyard, where they can throw them in the bushes. Because my thought is, is like, it's wood. It's a wood stick. Like eventually it'll be biodegradable. <laughs> so it's in the woods. You're like eventually, well, I don't know. Do you, do you think that's like the same as a tree? Do you think the popsicle factory people are like going and picking twigs off a tree and like melting sugar and ice? I don't know. I guess, I guess they're shaping them. But and my husband's going, it's treated wood. It's never going to biodegrade. It's totally treated wood. Your husband is right. You think so? Yes. <laughs> you look outside my front door and there's a mound of popsicle sticks like in my front bushes. We eat like three popsicles a night. So, yeah, think I, I, I think the popsicle up? graveyard might. You don't think they're ever going to biodegrade? 
you know what I would do? I would make like a box and I would keep all the popsicle sticks and then have a craft thing one day. Great idea. Like the same thing with the one coffee can I used to hold my <laughs> right, right. paintbrushes. But, but see, it's not like a coffee can. Well, okay, better yet. Get a coffee can. <laughs> get a coffee can and put my popsicle sticks in it. Who's coming up with this stuff? Like who's in charge of our environment? We need an environment, Zor. That's the problem. Well, I, I know I will I get the answers to these questions because I don't want to brag, but I now qualify. This is honestly like one of my life goals. I qualify for a ride along with the garbage collector because I've gone, I'm not kidding, because I've gone to all these like, long story, but I'm involved with um, our city for a neighborhood group that we're helping to re um, redesign a street that has too much traffic. And so I've gotten to get involved with the city and I have gone to some city classes to become a good neighbor and to learn about how our city runs. And I am now qualified to go on a ride along. So I will get to sit in the front seat of a of a garbage truck. Like, I am so excited about this. And I will fill you in on what I learned. I will ask these burning questions. If anyone else has burning questions about what is recyclable, whether Graham is allowed to throw woods into the woods, all of these uh, all of these burning questions, I will get the answer for you. I love it. Thank you for taking one for the team, Kirsten. And thank you for listening today. Hopefully, we've at least shed a little bit of light on the green situation and just seen how like some normal people are normally not helping saving the environment or trying to help save the environment. We're trying, we're trying to do a good job. But we're we also really living are. lives. And it's a it's a it's a you know a moderate guide to going green like we talked about. But I would love to hear some of the ideas of from our listeners. And then also what's really fun is this whole idea kind of came to us from, as we said, a listener email. So if you've got any ideas for things you think we should be talking about or bringing on experts for, we would love to hear from you. So please shoot us an email at hello at the home hour. Anything else, Graham? Or are you off to recycle? I'm off to take a shower and collect the water drippings. (laughs) Have a great day, everyone. Welcome home. Welcome home. We'll see you next week.